Just before we jump into today's podcast, Bark acknowledges the Bunurung people of the Kulin Nations as the traditional owners on the land in which this podcast was recorded. We thank them for nurturing the land, sea and community and recognise their contribution to the space we grow, play and create art. We pay our respects to their ancestors, both past and present, and to our shared future. We would like to extend that respect to all First Nations listeners. It's me. You, you know the drill. Um, yeah, basically, in this episode, <laughs> we uh, refer to tonight being the show night, like a bunch. Um, and since recording, unfortunately, uh, a cast member got COVID, so it's not tonight. So disregard every time we say tonight. Uh, yeah, we're just stupid. That's all. Enjoy. Hello, why all these cups? Why these cucumber sandwiches? Who's coming to tea? Well, I'll tell you who's coming to tea. Uh, today is a very special episode of the Bark Theatre Company podcast. My name is Owen Gonzalez from Bark Theatre Company. It is a pleasure to have you. Uh, I am joined, as I am uh, every episode, by the wonderful producer Harry. Harry, how are you? Um, I'm good. Uh, as established in previous episodes, it isn't every episode, but... I'll look past it, I guess. Um, I mean, it's it's every episode. I mean, I've only been here, and every time I'm here, you're also here. So that's true. Um, that's true. That's <clears throat> that's what I sort of meant. Um, but hey, um, that was a fun intro. Uh, <laughs> it's a quote from the show "The Importance of Being Earnest," which I just so happened to co-direct, um, and I co-direct it with the lovely. Ashley Law, who's joining us Yay. today. Hey, Ash, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am great. I am fantastic. That's wonderful. Um, so, That's what I like to hear. It, 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 and I'm even better considering that tonight we open. Tonight's our first show. Oh, my God. Uh, That's crazy. Those who have been listening, it, it is crazy. <laughs> those who have been listening um, would know that we've been working on the show for a little while now. A couple um, of months. Pitched, yeah, more like months, yeah. Um, I pitched it about a, about a year ago, um, and it took a little while to get going, and then towards the end of last year, we started sort of meandering our way through planning and getting things ready and stuff like that, um, and then uh, I think start of the year, we got you on board, Ash, correct me if I'm wrong, um, no, and no, yeah, that it's, been, right. it's been guns blazing ever since. We have a fantastic cast who are super, super talented and are working extremely hard. Um, we've got a really cool venue. We'll be at the Richmond Theaterette, so... Um, before we get talking to Ash, first I think first and foremost, if you happen to have a free time, a free night tonight, uh, or if you happen to have a free afternoon on Sunday or a free night on Sunday this this coming Sunday, uh, come down to the Richmond Theatreette, book your tickets. You can get tickets at um, in our, our bio of our Instagram uh, or on Facebook. I think we have a link on Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, it's set to be a fun time. Uh, we would love to have you. With that being said, indeed, yeah, indeed. With that being said, um, Ash, thank you for joining us. Uh, Ernest is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, do you want to talk through your process in terms of how you found Bark and 
what got you on board with us here? Yeah, of course. So um, I actually did uni with a girl who was in Bach's last uh, theatre production. And so like I was kind of like aware of the company, followed you guys on socials, that sort of thing. And Shout then out Alison. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Shout out Alison. If you're listening, go you girl. Um, Yeah. So I was following you guys on socials, that sort of thing for quite a while. And then I saw that um, like the call out for directors for um, the importance of being earnest. And I was like, I freaking love that show. Um, And so I I jumped on that and I emailed and I anxiously waited and I was like, are they going to email me back? And then you guys did. And I was like, (laughs) yay we did I'm very glad we did. i was like yeah um yeah the rest is history worked on it since then had a couple of interviews talked to some people and you know bob's your uncle bob bob is in fact your uncle yeah no um yeah. it's <laughs> it's um i think it's a really funny process because it was one of the rare times where um well, I guess it's the first time because we'd only done this last year and last year both our director our director and assistant director were from within Bach. So this is the first time we had ever like seeked out an outside member and like actually went through an interview process. We did it. We had Luna last year who was our, our sound person last year, but Luna was sort of a friend within Bach as well. Um, so didn't really get a much of an interview process. They sort of just, we were just like, can you do it? And they were like, yes. And then they jumped on. Uh, but this was like a full on interview process. We had other people who had, um, who had reached out with interest. Um, one of them being Colby, who's in our show, actually, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, and so it was super interesting. We were nervous because we wanted to present ourselves as a really cool company and a really fun company and a really welcoming company. Easy. Um, and yeah, super <laughs> easy. Super, super easy. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. And there was also a bit of nerves on my end because like this is a... I'm not going to say this is my baby, but it's a bit, uh, it's a show that's very close it's to my It's your heart. brainchild. It is it's your a, brainchild. I've, I've performed in it before. The idea of modernizing it and making it um, more digestible for a modern audience was an idea that I'd come up with. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I had a co-director who wasn't going to, you know, walk all over it and stump all over it. And I didn't. I didn't get it for for clarification. I did not <laughs> that's get so a good to hear. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm glad. To I'm get glad. that confirmation. You're welcome. I feel like now that we're now that it's our show day, I should let you know that that you um, in fact did not uh, did not yeah. stumble. Ash Law, not a directorial tyrant. Yes, 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 yes. yes I'm yes, going to yes. change my bio yeah. in the program to that. That's what I'm going to do. That'll be that'll be how you advertise yourself. Um, it will be from now on forward. So, what we found out in the process of this, though, Ash, was that we both have. Uh, experience actually performing in earnest mm-hmm. before um i was uh, i was algernon in a in a different world for melbourne polytechnic um and you mm-hmm. you were a, do you know lady back yes yeah, i just i took you. me a second you were lady back yeah um i was, I, was about to, I was about to call i was about to call you august Bracknell, but that's our version of lady back <laughs> i was like yeah. that's not right yeah you were you were lady Bracknell, augusta Bracknell, etc mm. etc um, talk to me about your experience with Ernest as a performer and how that's how that's inclined your directing experience because I know it's inclined mine for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has for sure. So I actually performed excerpts from Ernest twice, both times as Lady Bracknell. I don't know whether that says something about me as a performer, <laughs> but um, you know, maybe it does. <laughs> um, De- it, yeah, no, most but- likely. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, both times. It was actually the most fun experience I've ever had because the thing about Ernest is there's lots of subtle comedy in it and I definitely think the fun in performing this show is like finding those little moments that you can draw on. And definitely as a performer in this show, I um, made like really good connections with my other castmates and that sort of thing. So that's definitely what I wanted to bring to the show as a director because it is such a small cast and such like a tight knit cast and finding those like really gold moments and finding those key moments is what like is one of the things that made performing in the show so fun for me. So yeah, I definitely think I kind of wanted to bring that spirit to, you know, the rehearsal process for this and make like it just as much fun as I had for, you know, our cast. Yeah. yeah, and I think a key to comedy, whether it be in theatre or film or television, I think a key to comedy is always chemistry. I think if you, if mm. the two actors or the, however many actors or performers on stage or in front of the camera don't have the chemistry to make something work, then it just feels inauthentic and it feels super forced and there's nothing worse than sitting there watching two people try and force themselves to be funny or force sure. a, a comedic bit, you know? Um, yeah. And so... And what I think is great about this cast is I think uh, we had two sort of halves. We had people who had come, who had known each other from a previous background, a background with you, actually. You would performed with some of them before um, in Midsummer, I believe. Um, yes. And we have yes. another half sort of uh, related to me or who knew me uh, prior, who had done Alice prior or had just known me personally. Um, and so that was really cool. So it meant that we were able to sort of bring our two worlds together almost and and create one big, uh, one I guess one small little family. Um, and I think it's really worked out well. And we've got a really cool dynamic cast that um, presents exactly what we sort of want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think on top of that as well, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was the idea of you're, you're new to the area, right? So, like, we I obviously, Bark, Bark is based in Victoria, Um and Ash is from Gold Coast? I'm Queensland, Brisbane, but you know Gold Coast? I'll take the Gold Coast. <laughs> okay, right. Take You'll it. take the Gold Coast. Only about an hour yeah. and a half difference. It's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. It's almost as... I guess, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, Queensland. My apologies. Um, coming from Queensland and diving into Victoria, how long, how long did you... Um, how long were you in Victoria prior to starting with the show? Because I think that probably made things even more stressful. I'm almost certain you dived right in, right? Um, I almost dived right in. So <laughs> I moved down in February of 2021. Um, and I was like, right. oh my God, I'm so excited to, I'm so excited to start my new life in Melbourne and go out ah, and do things and, okay. and have a life and do theatre. I see where and this then, is going. Um, <laughs> I spent six months sitting in my house um, <laughs> by myself in this new state. And I was like, this is so fun. I love my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because I was also doing uni at that point. So I was performing in like another show, but we ended up rehearsing that for like a year, like midsummer, And then we like finally performed. But um, yeah, I hadn't had a chance to like think about directing or getting back into the production team side of things um, due to, you know, that which will not be named. Um, yeah, so I kind of did just jump right into things with the directing side of things because this was kind of like the first opportunity that I saw that I was like oh like I can actually go for this like I'm in the right space to do this sort of thing um yeah no I think I think it's definitely 
something that's interesting because it's, uh, it's my first foray into directing of any kind. I'd done a bit of producing last year with Alice and I'd performed pretty much since primary school, but um, I've never really thought about directing an entire show or I guess in our case co-directing an entire show. Um, and so for me, it was always a case of, well, I know how I like to be directed and I know like how I like to be um, on the other end of the stick, but it's about how do I keep parts of that that I enjoy but also adapt to cast members who might not agree with the same thing or might not want to learn or might want to learn differently or, or rehearse differently um, and so I, I think I think in you you can probably vouch for this I think there's a few times where I've gone up to you about something and been like hey should we do it this way and you'll bounce back with me on a different idea or you know I think that's I think that's the fun of the co-directing that we do so talk a bit about that because I think you've had some experience co-directing is that correct this is not your first foray into being one of two directors um no this is not my first foray into it so i've been directing and kind of doing production team stuff since i was like 16 i just got thrown into it with one show um and like our president of our company was like ashley can you do this and i was like ah and i had like 10 eight-year-olds in front of me and i was like act guys (laughs) um and so since then (laughs) i've been like you know getting into it and yeah i have had experience um co-directing like a show before it was um one of the ones that i co-directed was like a junior musical that sort of thing like a week workshop sort of situation so obviously a very tight time frame to you know turn around and do things and yeah I think the thing about co-directing is you need to have like a good relationship and good communication with the other person that you're working with even like with everyone in your production team I definitely think because if you guys aren't on the same page about things things like fall apart and if you guys can't healthily communicate Mm -hmm. about things and like bounce back with ideas and I've definitely done the same thing when I've been like Owen what are your thoughts on this and you're like Ashley let's try this and I'm like yeah true let's do that (laughs) um yeah so I definitely think that's like key and working with you has obviously been very different to kind of like other directors and other people that I've worked with in the past um like different ideas different ways of approaching things that sort of thing and I definitely think that's that's super healthy for you know someone to get experience with like lots of different like performers directors people to work with that sort of thing yeah yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's, again, it was something that was super, that was super daunting to me because I wanted to make sure that I had someone there who was able to work with me and, you know, and was successful in that co-directing role. And and that, I think that's what sort of led us to uh, wanting to go with you was because you had the experience and you had um, all this array of knowledge that you could bring, regardless of whether you started as a 16-year-old or not, it's still... <laughs> years of experience and as a director or co-director you know um so talk to me a bit about a bit more about Ernest and particularly our show of Ernest um I've talked a ton about it on this podcast before but talk to me a bit about what you've enjoyed so far with the process and what you what people can expect tonight people tonight can expect um a whole lot of gay stuff um we've somehow made our show very gay we have um, and it's great we're, we're doing oscar wilde proud i definitely think um i think you know, so yeah performing for a him old famously mate. softly animated boy as we have previously yeah learned. is that how you guys refer to him yes a bit of context for you ash uh there's a yeah. Ni- nyoka and and caitlin had come on the podcast and i think it was nyoka and harry actually mm. who would were dubbed uh, men, I suppose, men like say Sean Mendes 
or um, Timothy Chalamet or as soft boys, um, softly animated as boys. softly animated mm. boys. And there was a, th- th- I mm. think there was a other other cartoon yeah, character, characters so it's not, like Hiccup it's not, and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just sort of like. <laughs> Sort of brown head, brown head dudes, yeah. essentially. Brown head yeah. weapons, essentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> essentially. Um, let's be honest. Here. Um, that covers so, most of them. Yeah. That covers. Yeah. That covers yeah. the covers. about ninety percent of them. Yeah. yeah. And so we had Fair worked statement. out in that episode that Oscar Wilde is probably a softly animated yeah. boy. You know, probably a little bit clean shaven, brown hair. That's kind of kind of messy. That's all I'm going to be able to think about now. I'm yeah. going to be reading like the picture of Dorian Gray or something, and I'm gonna be like, "Yep, <laughs> softly animated boy Oscar Wilde." That's who he is. But I, I do think when we talked about this before, it's not the first time we've mentioned this. I do think there's an element of like modern day Oscar Wilde to this. Like, I'm not I'm not calling us Oscar Wilde by any means necessary, but I think I there's an. I personally am. Okay, Go you us. can. Fair yep. enough. Go us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I think. If Oscar Wilde were to do the show now, I think he would do it with an element of it being a lot more uh, queer focused. I think there'd be a lot more emphasis on his uh, his own background and his own diversity and his own community, because um, obviously it's a, a different time frame. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like Oscar Oscar Wilde and a lot of his writing was so queer coded, and it was so like very closetedly mm. just like mm-hmm. homosexual because of obviously of like the time he so lived in that sort of thing they were very good but, friends like, he was, he, <laughs> yeah <laughs> great pals yeah. really good pals um yeah no and i definitely think that you know if he was just walking amongst us today he would love for some of definitely those themes um to be drawn out in his work and i think i feel like that's what we've done really well is kind of like work with the cast especially like there's been a lot of collaboration from the cast on their yeah. characters and that sort of thing and the relationships with other people which is what like i've really enjoyed about this show it's kind of working as like a whole unit rather than like us like us you know directing and the cast just doing what we say that sort of thing no tyrannical yeah. directors here hopefully <laughs> no we'll see. not at all um, fingers crossed <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll see what the cast says. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like working together as like a whole unit to kind of draw on those themes and like see how we can take what Oscar Wilde wrote and bring it kind of into that modern day context and what that means and like investigating the way that society and that sort of thing has kind of changed over time. And I definitely think that's what the audience can expect from the show. And if they've seen obviously like a more classical showing of the importance of being earnest, like some of the themes that we draw out and some of the scenes that we have they'll be like oh i get it like i get Mm -hmm. that you know from the original text sort of thing yeah 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 and we do we do a lot of that we try to do a bit of um sort of like relating back to australian culture and modern culture um a lot of the text hasn't changed apart from pronouns and um and names uh that that have been changed to suit certain characters genders or um or non-binariness i suppose um and so Apart from that, the script is almost untouched. So we wanted to have the original Oscar Wilde writing. It was clever and witty um, and sort of embraced Australianism through prop, through set, through um, accent, through um, presentation, general um, delivery as well. Um, and I think we're, I think we're, we've achieved that. I think what folks will find tonight and on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night as well, is that we've got a show that's funnier... Um, for different reasons than Oscar Wilde even intended, which I think is really cool. Um, like, I think there's moments, hopefully there's moments where people, I'm not going to spoil anything, but hopefully there's moments where people catch stuff and be like, oh, I get it, I get what they're doing there, you know, or, 
Or, I hope hey, oh, laugh. that's really cool. I really do. I, I think they will. I think they will. I think, we'll, we, I think we've <laughs> no. got a really funny show. Um, and the cast are fantastic. Uh, we have a lot of really great uh, funny people who um, naturally have um, sort of molded to the show and molded to the script and um, have made it work really well. So kudos to them. Um, talk to me a bit about um, your idea of comedy in general because one of the things that I struggled with I struggled with it as a performer I, like I, I don't find myself funny um, when I'm performing I think I can I have moments of comedy as a general person like I think I can I have a bit of wit about me um, but as a once I'm performing and I feel like I've lost all air of comedy how do you think um, as directors especially how do you think we go about sort of creating a comedic moment i suppose because i think there's lots of moments in this show that uh weren't probably intended to be comedic like we said that have somehow become funnier purely because of a certain way that we've uh directed it or a certain way that we've um i'm trying to say this without spoiling stuff um directed it um etc yeah so <laughs> go with that <laughs> Well, I personally just think I'm the funniest person on the planet. So, I don't know. I just channel a lot of that into my... No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not, though. But I am. Um, <laughs> no, so I feel like there's, like, working with comedy is... Like, comedy is one of the hardest things, I think, to pull off, especially in acting and directing it. Like, people think that, I don't know, like, crying and being dramatic and being sad is so hard, but it's not. Like, comedy is so difficult to kind of master. And I think what we've done really well and what we've managed to work with the cast really well is there's, like, a nice blend of, like, slapstick or, like, physical sort of comedy or, like, visual gags that you can kind of, like, see. And, like, we've worked with the cast and that sort of thing and they've given input and they're like, oh, what if he, what if they try it like this? What if this happens? Mm -hmm. What if... You know, I punch this person in the face, except that doesn't happen. Uh, no, that it got doesn't vetoed. No, it does not. Um, but, you almost know, that did. sort of thing. <laughs> he kind o of almost did. did. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just think... <laughs> just just you wait. Just you wait. Um, no, that, that blend between um, the sort of physical comedy, but not taking that too far and not making it too pantomime-y, um, just to kind of, like, fit with the text. And then also... I think it's very much also about the delivery of lines and understanding the subtext behind it I agree. and understanding, understanding, oh, like this is what makes that joke funny. And I think yeah. once you get that, then you can kind of build on the physical gag as well. Like it's so much about understanding the comedy and like sort of really intelligent jokes and comedy because that's what a lot of Oscar Wilde is. Like it's very subtle things which you yeah, really need sure. to understand before you can bring like a physical sort of offering to, and, the, and to the stage. That's what we sort of worked on a lot with with the cast is is context behind the lines. It's about understanding what your line is and what it means and how you can and that obviously in the, then inclines how you deliver it and inclines you know body language. It it starts to it starts to really affect everything else you do in the show. Um, and there's a few times where we had picked up on our cast members who work extremely hard to. Uh, understand the script and make sure that they're doing things right where they'll read a line and we'll go actually it just sounds like you're reading the line you know and like we want you to understand this line so and there's been times where they've come to us and been like hey I don't really know what this line means or what they're trying to say here what do you think um, and we work with them and we sort of find um, whether it be the actual meaning or the new, or new meaning under our context um, I think we find it and it, I think it creates a bit more of a 
bit more of a moment and a bit more of a emphasis on that line and therefore that entire scene and that entire act, etc., etc. Well, that's the entire um, thing about creating a character rather than a person reading a script, which is what right, people are yeah. there to see. You don't want to see someone just reading a script or memorizing a script. You want someone embodying the character, and that's key to it. Exactly, exactly. And that's, I think it's as... as easy as it is to sit there and want to watch something like that it's hard to it's hard to replicate sometimes especially with with such clever writing like oscar wilde's oscar wilde's writing i think even if you read it as monotone as possible could still come off as comedy because he's he was that funny um and a lot of his writing is super sophisticated and super complex and nuanced and there's elements of it that make you think and it like the stuff even like i had done oscar wilde a couple of times and uh, as well and um since then i've even through this rehearsal process i've been like oh i've never realized that before or oh i've never i've never caught that line before and you know i think it's one of the one of the things one of the great plays where you can go back to it years from now and understand it more than you did five years ago four years ago etc you know um for sure really ahead of its time as well i think um i think when it came out i think it was wildly funny then and i think even now to say now that it's still wildly funny would be an understatement um yeah Talk to me about some of your favorite moments in our show. Obviously, um, the show is sort of sort of set in modern Australia, um, or that or spoiler, it's set in modern Australia. Um, so, talk to me about some of the stuff that we've done with that context that you really enjoy and that people should come out and and see. Oh god, I'm trying not to spoil the show. Um, I, yeah, that was, a, that was a hard question to just like not be yeah, able to bro, spoil any parts. Yeah, bro, throw me curveballs here. Okay, okay, okay. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Um, okay, so we've made some, you know, some intertextual references, as all good people should do. So, um, right. you know, sh- some Shane Dawson. There's a couple of Shane Dawson references in there. Just you know, it just is, for the is. just for the sophisticated in the audience to understand. Um, you know, and you know how, like, uh, what is it? I, no one can buy a house anymore because um, we buy too many avocados. Is that the thing? Right. You know, one of our yeah. characters is, one of our, he's in debt, but then he's, like, eating some avocados. I hope that's right. not too spoilery. He eats avocado I don't think toast, it is. okay? I'm just going to come out and say it. He has some avocado toast, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's also severely in debt. Um, and, you know, that's true. maybe we can make some links there about modern Australia, some political commentary. Um I don't know. I feel like I just don't want to say anything too much without it being like. No, it's great. I think you. <laughs> That's my. I think you nailed it. Censored you, answer. That as I we we here at Bark appreciate your censored answer. That's on all right. This podcast. That's like the, the worst away from... question to try and avoid spoilers and stuff. What's your favorite part? Uh, <laughs> I can't say it. What's the funniest part of the show for you? <laughs> Spoil your favorite punchline. (laughs) Spoil your favorite punchline. Go on. Don't don't do it. Um, Yeah, if you want to find more funny stuff, come and see the show. Um, That was great segue. Brilliant. I thought so. Breaking away a bit from Ernest for a moment. um, Yes. Talk to me a bit about some of the stuff you've directed before and sort of the work you've done before because I think, like you said, 16... 
Uh, I think you're yes. 20, 20 now. Is that right? I am uh, 20. Full, yeah. full 20 years what, old. The 2-0. Full 20 years old. The 2 oh Basically um, elderly. <laughs> I am. Someone get me a, get me a walking, walking um, stick. My if, God. Ash is, if Ash is elderly, then it means Harry and I are ancient. Oh, I don't I'm, really want to be I'm ancient yet. Ancient. I feel it in my bones. I'll start, I'll start digging your graves now for yeah. you guys. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, mate. That's all right. Uh, but talk, talk to me a bit about some of the work you've done before. Um, even as a performer, I think that's really interesting for people to know. Yeah, um, I'm any opportunity to talk about myself. I'm kidding. Um, so the show that I did before, <laughs> okay, no need to call okay. me out on it. All right. Um, no, the last show that I worked on before I came down to Melbourne um, was Mamma Mia, um, which was so much fun. So we originally started it in uh, 2020. We got through, which I was assistant directing for, uh, because I dislocated my knee the year before that. Huh, so I was out good performing fun. for like a year. Yeah, so much fun. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, no, so I was assistant directing that. And then obviously 2020 happened. The show got postponed. And then when we redid the season in 2021, I actually got to perform, which was honestly one of the most fun times of my life. Assistant directing it because, you know, musical theatre, gotta love it. And also performing. Um you know, there's just something about belting out stupid attitude as well in sparkly outfits on a stage. Like, you Good know, for the you soul, love that. It. it really Good was. Soul. Good for the soul. Um, yeah, no, so that was one of my, uh, probably one of my most proud directing moments, kind of seeing that all come together on stage. Um, and then one of the first uh, productions that I worked on was, <laughs> it was in the southeast queensland drama festival circuit so we went around to maybe like 10 drama festivals i was like 16 and a half and i directed this silly little play called stories from the pound and it was about these like four dogs who were in the pound and they were like played by like these like 12 year old girls they were absolutely adorable wonderful performers and we just went around to all these festivals and performed it and got our feedback and like they won awards for it won awards for the show and that sort of thing and i think that was definitely where i was like this is what I really kind of enjoy about theatre. One, winning awards. Two, <laughs> directing things. Yeah, winning, winning awards um, is it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good. No, and just, I don't know, I got to sit there like a dozen times maybe and see my play, my 25-minute little play, be performed in front of audiences and get feedback and be praised and like get constructive feedback. And I definitely think that was one of my favourite directing experiences. Do you, do you, sure. do you find that you... Do you think you enjoy directing more or performing more, especially now that, because you, I think you, if I recall reading your resume, because I was on the panel to interview you, um, I think I recall there was a bit more directing and assistant directing stuff than there was anything else, right? Um, in recent years, definitely right. for sure, because of, I've had a couple of injuries, you know, things have gone a bit awry there. Uh, of course, and sure. I, yeah, as, as it happens. Um, yeah, no, and stage managing that sort of thing, got to work on like Lord of the Flies, plays like that. So much fun. Um, but I don't know, every single time that I think I enjoy directing more, I get back on stage and I perform and I'm like, damn, this is fun. Um, like one of my most, uh, my favorite roles that I think I ever did was, um, I was Elizabeth Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. Um, and that was honestly so amazing. And that was how old was I? I was like 17 and a half. So it was kind of around the time that I was starting to get into production team. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to stop performing. Like I really need to focus on this. (laughs) And then I got on stage in that and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Um, yeah. So that's a really tough question. I kind of go back and forth between performing and kind of directing. 
you know, you know how it be. What about you, Owen? Let me ask you a question. Do you yeah, prefer directing more? Yeah, which one do um, you prefer? That's a that's a hard one considering this is my first uh, go around directing. Um, I think yeah. um, uh, I think I always have a soft spot for performing because it was what I wanted to do originally when I first fell in love with all this. I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to be an actor, etc., etc. All the big hopes and dreams. Um, and I think as the older I get, the more I find that I enjoy doing the creative stuff behind it, whether it be writing or um, directing in this case. Um, like, I think it was a rehearsal a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was our first full run where we had run the show as rough as possible. This show, the importance of being earnest. And I remember sitting there and like as the show was going on, I just got really giddy, like in the middle of the first act like super giddy like I was sitting there and like they had got they had, I think they had said something super funny and like I remember I just burst out laughing um and it just I just sat back and yeah. like man like I don't know if I've ever had that sort of feeling about and I mean this like I've obviously enjoyed performing and is I think I'm proud of a lot of the work I've done as a performer but I ne- I've never really felt that way I've never really been giddy about something I've done on stage you know um in fact I'm probably more critical of the work I do on stage than the work I do as a director, I find, I think, so far at least. Obviously, that's plenty more directing experiences to come, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I think I've... I think I've enjoyed the experience of directing this go-around, at least. I'm sure I'll get a bad directing experience that'll knock me back and and humble me, I'm sure. And you'll probably cry a bit, and you'll be like, oh! I'm sure I will. Think about quitting theatre, then come back. Yeah. yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed this process to the point where I feel like, um, and I'm sure it'll be the same thing as what you said, where I'll, where I'll do, I'll perform a show again and I'll be like, man, I miss this so much. But um, my favorite part about acting is when you're side stage, right as you're about to get on stage, and you just have those, like, that feeling in your fingertips. Um, that's my favorite feeling, yeah. like, on, if I could bottle that feeling, I swear. Um, and... I think I get that every now and then as a director, which is awesome. And I'm not even, we're not even like, you know, like tonight where we're performing our show. So, and I'm sure I'll get yeah. it tonight as I'm sure I'll get it tonight as well, which is really exciting, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it'll be a different experience sitting out there and watching a show you've spent months and months on instead of, instead of being side stage, you know, getting ready to perform a show it's, you spent months and months on. Yeah, no, it's a crazy different feeling. I think like one of, you know, the thing that you were talking about side stage, like the fingertip mm-hmm. feeling I had that I think my most memorable experience of that was I was doing We Will Rock You um you know based on Queen yes. music blah 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 um and we were in the finale and we were singing Bohemian Rhapsody and it was a full house maybe 500 people just sick. you know sitting awesome. there yeah and we were all on stage and we got to like the middle of it everyone we got a full standing ovation people had like their lights up like waving back <laughs> at us and all you could see was just like that sea of people it was absolutely magical it was freaking amazing. And I've had that experience so many times, like directing, like I'm so excited for you to just sit in the audience and just like watch this show that you've spent so many hours and so many like sleepless nights, like stressing about, I don't know if you do, but I definitely do. <laughs> oh, just, yeah, and I you do. just get yeah. to sit there and like, it's just, you just feel so excited. Like we've worked on it for so long and yeah, I'm so excited for you to experience yeah. that. Cause it's freaking, freaking magical. It genuinely is. Goosebumps. Sick. Go theater. <laughs> Cannot go theater indeed. Cannot Absolutely wait. swag. It's very swag. <laughs> can we can we talk about this for a second? Right? <laughs> what was that? There's nobody. There's <laughs> there's nowhere else I can talk about this. It, it comes up in rehearsal and um and I refuse to mention it. In re- stop rehearsal to mention it. 
but we're gonna ash has an addiction to the word swag that's and i say this i do i say this in a sense that it's not just the word swag it's swag with different suffixes at the end of it so like it's swaggity um there's swaggity swag there's um mm-hmm. oh there's just variations Swagger. of the word yeah swag swiggity swag as well oh, no. swiggity yeah. swag, swaggity swag yeah. and swaggy swag yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah. Um, um, is this one of those things where you like originally started saying it ironically because you're like, "This is funny," and then and then you, it just probably. becomes a part of I your life. Di- yeah. yeah, yeah, it a hundred percent was. I was like, "Oh, haha!" Imagine like people who still say like swag ironically, yeah. blah blah blah. And then I started saying it, and now it's just yeah, it's in my vocabulary. I got roasted the other day at work for saying it. <laughs> um, one of the cooks in the kitchen, he was like, "Did you just say swag?" And I was the like, "I did," and he was times. like. The amount of times you've said it, like, offhandedly. Like, you probably didn't even realize you've said it at this point in time. And I'll just turn to you and, like, with, like raise an eyebrow. And <laughs> Take like, it back. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think a couple of the cast members have caught it as well. And they'd, be, and they'd laugh. And yeah. then I'd, I'd quickly move us along. But, um... It's bad. If, if anyone has a word suggestion to give me other than swag... As God, any, like anything else. Anything please else. Please tell me. Anything. I yeah. I just nothing just sounds the same. Nothing gives me the same satisfaction. I'm so sorry. Dope. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, word. reach out to us yeah. at the bu- uh, dope. But, I use dope a lot but actually. Like, but what can I? What suffix? What prefix can I add to dope? Like I can't be like dope. Dope. Yes, you can. You can be. You can you absolutely, absolutely can. say dope. Dope. <laughs> that's that's right exactly dope. what I was gonna say. Dope. 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 Interesting. Dope stuff. Interesting. Okay, I'll think about it. Dope stuff. Dope. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Dope. Dope. I'll think about it. I'll... Dope. I'll... This is not a dope situation anymore. It's descended <laughs> no. into undopeness. Not. Not very. Not very swiggity no swag, swag about it. Not very swiggity mm. swag of us. Mm. There is none. No. None, <laughs> none at all. Bad. Um. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do. A hot fire, hot rapid fire, hot fire, rapid fire question round. Most um, fire is hot. <laughs> the most fire is hot, correct, Harry? Thanks. That's what you're here for, producer. I'm a, I'm a man Get of it, science. Harry, <laughs> you are no, notably known for your degree in exactly science. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. yep, yep. Okay. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a rapid fire question round, Ash, just so we can ask you okay. some fun questions that aren't earnest or theater related. Uh, just so people can questions. get to know what uh, a little bit behind one of the co-directors of uh, the importance of being honest. Um, you ready Stunning. to go? Yep, hit me. Favorite color? Purple. Uh, favorite film? Uh, uh, um, uh, a Dead Poet Society or The Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, interesting. And ironically um, as well, yeah. I oh know, wow. It's bad. Uh, favorite favorite play? Ever? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. Ah. So First I best answer that. Um. Can it be a musical? Yeah. Go on. Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um. Favorite film character. That's tough. Bro. That's nope. screw this guy. Um, this is the worst interview I ever. Best up. Best up. Best up. Best up. Ursula. Ursula from um, best... Little Mermaid. Ursula's a fantastic yeah. answer. Why were we sweating about yeah, that? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Because Why, I'm this... stressed, okay? <laughs> not stressed. <laughs> You're okay. You're fine. It's okay. Okay, okay, um, okay. I got this. Favorite character in The Importance of Being Earnest? Uh, 
Oh, I have to go. Bracknell, all the way. Have to. Bracknell. L- loyalties yeah. and whatnot. A hundred percent. Awesome. Um, well, Ash, this has been a blast. Um, just before we wrap things up, uh, I'm going to give you um, a little bit of the floor. Take as long as you want, as little as you want, whatever you need. Um, if people are unsure about wanting to come see the show tonight or unsure about booking tickets to see the show Sunday afternoon or Sunday night, um, give them, on behalf of your fellow co-director, me, give them our final pitch to come and see the show. <clears throat> okay. For the low low price of either $17 or 27 if you're an adult, you can come and see some wonderful youth theatre. Everyone loves the youth, do they not? we got to support the arts and things. That's it. Um, if the government won't, we will. So you should come do that. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, so this show is just so much fun. The cast has worked so freaking hard. We've worked so freaking hard on this show to get it off the ground. And it's just a night of fun comedy of, as I've already mentioned, a lot of queerness happening. So you should come see that because it's good. Am I allowed to say it's homophobic if you don't? <laughs> Maybe not. Anyway. <laughs> possibly not. Uh, possibly not. Okay. <laughs> You don't come, you're homophobic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, go on. Okay, no. Yeah, go on. Okay, back on track, back on track, back on track. It's just a fun night. Um it's fun for the whole family. There's nothing inappropriate about it. So bring your five year old and they can sit there and start their literature education very, very young. They can learn about Yeah, educate your kids, guys. Um that was my pitch. I love it. That's I don't know great. how good it was, Fantastic. but I said things about the show. I think it, I think it was very good. Um, if that doesn't good. make you want to come see our show tonight, I don't know what will. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, also, we have the coolest promo shots ever. Yes, so um, we do. I hope you guys have been seeing those on social media because they've been coming out. So yep. if you're also unsure, go stalk Bark Theatre Company on social media mm. and look at our promo shots because Naoka has done an absolutely amazing uh, job. And I think they encapsulate the modern twist on the show. To her show very, very well. Yeah, yeah. massive yeah. shout She's out. been working her ass off for... Uh, those indeed photos and they mm-hmm. look fantastic yeah and i'm yes. we'll have a we'll have a trailer out as well yes so you can go back be. on our instagram i'm sure it'll yes. be on our instagram you can check out our trailer that yes. we've done that nyoka also worked on yep. um mm-hmm. yeah nyoka if you're listening to this we love you mate fantastic work you are the yeah, best. stellar work that mm-hmm. is it all right i reckon we should wrap this bad boy up uh, don't you Sorry. agree harry <clears throat> yep <laughs> cool Thanks for the input. <laughs> Thanks for the input. That was so insightful. Thanks for that. I'm a, a man of few if words. You, if you have not booked tickets for the importance of being earnest, there is still time to do so. Um, truth be told, I can't tell you what the ticket sales are because I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure we have tickets somewhere. So um, uh, also, come and see also the, the show. Fact that we have been referring to tonight, but it's actually like a week and a half, two weeks away. So. It is. Shh, it's you weren't supposed sh- to tell them that, bro. We're doing so well. Oh my God. <laughs> Pre-tapes and whatnot. No, keep yeah, talking. Yeah. It's so, keep talking. Um, yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harry just has really quick turnaround yeah. time. Um, so, if you have not booked tickets, uh, please book your tickets in. We are... Um, it's Friday night, uh, Sunday afternoon, and then Sunday night as well. So you've got plenty of time to book some tickets in and come see the show. 
Uh, we would absolutely love your support, and I'm sure the cast would love your support as well. Um, you can do that by finding us all the details to that at our, on our social media, uh, whether it be Bark Theatre Company on Facebook, um, Bark Theatre Company at Bark Theatre Company on Instagram, and Tiki Tok. Um, we are also we also have a website uh, www like share all that good stuff please give this podcast a five star review um, because we would like to get on the charts again like we did last year which fails to surprise still baffles me to I don't know day. how we did that um, like, I don't know how we I did still that don't too understand. You, it was what? A, huh? we were on the charts we we were on the top oh, I don't oh. know particularly yeah, we were like was, a top we were 100 arts podcast top arts, from, yeah like the first episode I'm in the presence of royalty I don't know presence of royalty didn't understand I'm also fairly certain it was episode one. It was episode too, one. Which, uh, which is even wilder. That we've done so many better episodes since Oh, then. way better. But that one sucks. Yeah, that one yeah, sucks. That's it's a Garbo awful. episode. Uh, yeah. The people on it were great, uh, but the episode itself, mm, oof. Um, <laughs> right. So, now that we've plugged our podcast. <laughs> but... Guys, the podcast was bad, but now it's good. Listen exactly. to it. Yeah, that's what yeah. you guys just said. That's really yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we meant. Growth and whatnot. Yeah. We developed the chemistry. Right. Yeah, something like uh, that. Scientists. Come and see Ernest. Um, Oscar Wilde would yeah. love you to come and see Ernest. I can safely say that because um, we're mates. Um, yeah. On that note, I think... It's a good time to really call close friends. <laughs> we are really yes. close friends, Oscar. Oscar, yeah. I, no. okay. wink, wink, wink. <laughs> um, awesome. We shall see you in two weeks' time for the next episode. But until then, enjoy uh, the show. Thank you for joining us, Ash. Thanks for coming on. We loved having you. That's all right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Amazing. Mm. Cool. Uh, see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>